for joining us on this Tuesday, March the 2nd, 2021. You are listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California. This is your hostess, Sister Maria. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, and we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursday Acts of the Holy Ghost. If you are looking for a church home, ministry, and growth, I want to invite you to join us. Grow with us and allow God to be God. Listen, we are taking this year with purpose. We are taking the year with purpose, and we hope that you will too. The next voice you hear after the song will be our pastor and Lord. Join us in praise and worship as we welcome the word of God. So
God. There is nobody greater. And I love saying that. I love telling the Lord there's nobody greater than you. I want him to know that I know that there is no one greater. The only person that can express that is you. No one else can say it for you. No one else can give God a praise for you. No one can say thank you for you. You know, we teach our children to say thank you. You know, you teach them at an early age to have proper manners and stuff. The Bible said, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So I hope that you rejoice today. And listen, I'm not one of those that, that don't recognize that we have bad air days. There are days that we may have to encourage ourselves because people have, they did like David. They picked up stones and they was ready to stone you. And you needed a word of encouragement and there was no one else around. And so you had to encourage yourself. There are days like that, but you have to remember, and David didn't forget God was with him. He felt alone because of what was going on and the hostility that was being, that was being poured out against him. But know this, that it is still the day that the Lord has made, and we can rejoice and be glad in it. I want to thank you for joining in, again, listening to uh, the, uh, the, the broadcast of the service, this Bible class, the teaching of the Word of God. You know, and certainly um, we give honor to God to each of you. And uh, for you being with us and those that are present, you know, and what the Lord is doing, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Jesus. You hear me say that often. I'm not just saying it, be saying I'm just excited about what the Lord has done and what he is doing and the expectations that I have for what he is going to do. You know, I wanted to, we're going to go into the word of God. I'm not going to prolong the time this evening, but, um, you know, I was thinking about the church. You know, uh, the, the term, or not the term, but uh, here is an announcement, apostolic. I just wanted to, to define that for you. Apostolic means apostles teaching. That's all it means. That's all it means. The Bible says in, the, in, the, in Acts 2 and 42, it said, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayer. That's what apostolic means. It's uh, just a word that embraces all of Acts 2 and 42. And if you're attending a church, if you're in a church that teaches holiness, sanctification, uh, um, commitment to God, the word of God from Genesis to Revelation, because you don't have a New Testament without the Old Testament, and you can't understand the New Testament without the Old Testament, and, and so um, it all works together. Uh, and so if you're there, if, you, if you're in a church, you're being taught to tarry for the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is something that God pours out and gives you. Don't, they don't take you in a room and teach it to you. Uh, we had a brother here the other day that just doing the service, the word of God, just doing the word of God. He, the Holy Ghost was all over him as he danced and, and began to praise God all around the church. You know, and it wasn't unseemly or anything like that. It wasn't disturbing anybody. And, you know, but the Lord knows how to pour out his spirit. No one teaches you how to speak in tongues. No one teaches you, take you in a back room. You know, you want to learn another language, you go to a local college. Go to uh, adult school. And they'll teach you how to speak Spanish. They'll teach you how to speak uh, Vietnamese and different things that you want to learn. But when it comes down to, to the Holy Ghost and... The, the language of God that he gives, it is by his, the move of his spirit, not anyone else. So that we don't believe in that, that hocus pocus and all of that foolishness or anything like that. That is not the apostles teaching. I was talking with a young man and he said that uh, his, uh, his former pastor had told him that if you want to learn to speak in tongues, then you just keep repeating the Latin phrases and the different phrases that was on the cross when they crucified our Lord and Savior. And as you begin to say it and over and over again, you know, that's speaking in tongues. And I had to, you know, I have to correct that. That's, that's not the truth. Um, you're speaking Latin. <laughs> you're speaking Aramaic. You're speaking whatever language it was presented in that someone have told you. 
But that is not tongues. That is not. Neither is that uh, uh, healing, neither is that prophecy or anything. So in just saying that we believe in the word of God, we believe the Bible as it is. We take it literally. Now, when I say literally, I don't mean we picking up snakes. And you know that if you if you if you uh, any touch any deadly thing, it's not going to hurt you. No, that that's foolishness too. We're not talking about that. When I say literally, I mean that that we believe that the word of God and and the form and the interpretation and the intent. Uh, for the Bible tells us that the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. And so you need to, to be fed, and that feeding comes from the word of God. Uh, and you need to know the spirit behind it. So apostolic, again, just simply means apostles' teaching. And, and so we're going into the Ezekiel, and I, I'm telling you, I was, I, was, I was laying in bed, and I was listening to, uh, to Ezekiel. You know, um, I woke up and I, it was in a certain passage, and I began to get it really, it, some things that really caught my attention of what God was saying and what he is preparing his people for. And so as we have been in the book of Ezekiel and it's been very laborious, you know, I thank you for sticking with us and, and listening um, to the word of God, because uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And even if it seemed like, man, I don't want to go through that genealogy. I don't want to go through that history. I don't want to go through, wow, Lord, you, you're, you repeated, it sounds like you're repeating the same thing, but he's not. And there are different reasons. And if he does, that's fine too, because obviously it needed to be said. And so in Ezekiel, the 36th chapter, now I need you to understand something. Uh, correction, and correction is not a bad thing. Uh, let's put it this way. If you have a puzzle the puzzle has to be put together correctly in order for you to see the vision, in order for you to see the picture. We have to be fit, framed and corrected and molded and put into the right position in order for us to see what God is trying to show us, what his intention is. And so Israel has had to deal with this, what, they, what they were dealing with and, and all that we have heard through the the past year in Ezekiel, because God has a position in where he is trying to take them to. And so in order for you to be blessed, in order for you to receive the blessing of God, you need to be repositioned. And we'll talk about that another day. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel, the 36th chapter, beginning at the 11th verse. You have your Bible, you have your device, you want to go there. Uh, the 36th chapter, beginning at the 11th verse, and and so it says, and I will multiply upon you man and beast, and they shall increase and bring forth and bring fruit, and I will settle you after your old estate, and will do better unto you than at your beginning, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Now remember, this is a theme throughout the book of Ezekiel that the Lord is constantly saying, I am the Lord. I want you to know that. I want you to know that. I need you to understand that. I need you to get that down in your spirit that he is the Lord. Now, that's not just to say, well, I know he's God. I know he's the Lord. He's the King of Kings. No, in other words, you should be following and obeying the commands of the King. Give the King what he wants. The 12th verse says, yea, I will cause men to walk upon you even my people Israel, and they shall possess thee, and thou shalt be their inheritance, and thou shalt no more henceforth berate them of men. Thus saith the Lord God, say, uh, because they say unto you, the land devours up men and has berated thy nations. Therefore, thou shalt devour men no more, neither berate the nations anymore, saith the Lord God. Neither will I cause men to hear in thee the shame of the heathen anymore. Neither shalt thou bear the reproach of the people anymore. Neither shalt thou cause thy nations to fall anymore. 
Thus saith the Lord God. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own way and by doing by their doings. Their way was before me as the uncleanliness of a of, of a removed woman. Wherefore I poured my fury upon them for the blood that they had shed upon the land and for their idols wherein they had polluted it. And I scattered them among the heathen and they were dispersed through this country according to their ways and according to their doings, I judged them. And when they entered unto the heathen, whether they went, they profaned my holy name. When they said to them, these are the people of the Lord and are gone forth out of his land. But I had pity for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the heathen, whether they went. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, thus said the Lord God, I do not for this, uh, for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whether ye went. And I will sanctify my great name. You need to just remind yourself, to touch yourself, pat yourself on the chest, the back, whatever, pat your head, whatever, but but make sure that you get this. He said, I will sanctify my great name. Wherever you are, just, just remind yourself, said verbally, that God is going to sanctify his great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them, and the heathen shall know that I am the Lord. So not only is the church, not only those that have been called by his name, not only those that have been uh, uh, the elect, the saints, the church in the wilderness, the church in the, in the concrete jungle, the church, wherever it is, uh, shall know that I am the Lord, said the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would bless your word this evening. Those that are listening, those that are uh, we'll hear this later. Lord God, bless it to stay in our heart. Bless us to meditate on your word, Lord God, and to be governed by your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the Lord said this for his name's sake. For his name's sake. His reputation. It's important to understand because... Uh, so many times we make it about ourselves and usually we're making it about ourselves because we are in a frame of mind uh, that has, is not lined up with his will. Israel found themselves in trouble as we have just read within the scripture that the Lord has uh, plainly made it plainly and clear that Israel, the house of Israel, was in this situation because of their own doing. Many of the things that we deal with are because of our own doing. Now it's interesting to note that uh, people will make fun of you when you practice doing what is right. People will make fun of you for being um, frugal. You know, you want to, you, you're not spending your money on everything. You know, you're saving, you, 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 you're handling business and you know, people will make fun of you because you want to be clean. You don't want everybody eating chicken in your car and, you know, and spilling French fries and stuff like that. Uh, people will make fun of you uh, because you don't let them walk in your house with you because you are trying to hold a certain standard to make things uh, better. You want to make things last a little longer, you know, and, and so people will make fun of you. But let them make fun of you. Don't change uh, because God is not lowering the standard. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, you see, uh, because the world, because people lower their standards and say, well, you know, this is a change of the time. This is a new norm. You know, uh, we should be able to do what we want to do the way we want to do it. You know, forget the, intended, the intention, you know, of what God intended. You know, he was wrong. He, he was wrong in what he did. You know, I, I'm a man, but I was really uh, meant to be a woman. 
And I, I'm not going to stay here. So don't get nervous. Don't get uneasy. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman, but I was really meant to be a man. God don't make mistakes like that. He don't make mistakes. Now, uh, the enemy will trick a person, but God don't make mistakes. There are spirits that attach themselves to people. There are spirits that will oppress, depress, that will control a person until they come, until, uh, until they realize that this is not what is. And so uh, God's intention, his intention and what he wants is the most. But we love no matter what situation we find ourselves in, no matter uh, we could be as wrong as two left shoes. And we but yet we will grab hope to the promise of God and say, well, God, this is for me. And it don't matter what I'm doing. It don't matter how, what I'm saying. It don't matter who I'm with. It don't matter how I'm acting. That promise of God is for me. People love the promise of God as they should. I know I do. I love what the Lord has outlined for them that love him. Uh-huh. Now, it, this takes on a different meaning uh, for, for some of us. And it takes on a different meaning for others. However, let's stick with the righteous meaning, the meaning in which God intends it. Romans 8, 27 and 28 says, And he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Uh-huh. He, in other words, he searches the heart. He knows everyone's true intentions. And he is an intercessor. God makes intercession. First uh, John 2, 1 through 5 says, uh, My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. Uh, what is it, little children? You and I, little children. Uh, uh, young in heart, those that are adults that still act like little children those that are adults that are mature, uh, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Now, because we have an advocate uh, who is Jesus Christ, the righteous, because we have someone that is a mediator, is an advocate for us, does not mean we are to continue in sin that grace may abound. You'll find that over in Romans. And, and so, uh, and he is, the second verse said, he is a perpetuation for our sin and not for ours only, but for also the sins of the world. And hereby do we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. So if we're not keeping the commandments of God, then we can't confess that we truly know him. Because in order, you know, you, you heard the saying that in order to know somebody, you have to live with him. And so you don't know God if you're not living with God. He that said, I know him and keep not his commandments is a liar. Now, this is the scripture saying that. This is not Pastor Carl. I'm reading from the Bible uh, that, that he is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whosoever keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. It is because of him, who? Jesus and his divine will. Not the permissive will. I want to stress that. Not the permissive will. You need God. You need to abide in God's divine will. Mm -hmm. But people get caught up in the permissive will, and that I, I, I don't have time to deal with that tonight because I, I want to keep this moving. But the divine will is what's going to save your soul. The permissive will will give you a few things, a few pleasures, a few different things here in the here and now, but it will not take you out of time into eternity. So you want to abide in his divine will, not his permissive will, but his divine. Uh, that all things, meaning everything, does what? Work together for our good. You know, one I was going through something one time and, and, and uh, some, some years ago, and the pastor uh, came by and, and whispered, uh, these words to me and, and uh, told me that David said it, it's good that I was afflicted. Now I didn't get that then. Uh, matter of fact I had a big question mark in my mind. I didn't ask about it or nothing like that because I know that some things are said you have to wait and you have to search it out. You have to uh, 
meditate. You have to ponder it in your heart. As time went on, I began to realize and to understand that it brought something out of me. It introduced me to something else that allowed God to move into my life a different way. And so now I can look back as I did within this past week, the past few days and said, man, it was good that I was afflicted. I get it now. I didn't get it then. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. Now, this is very specific. You see, the target audience is those that love God. This statement is not for everybody. It's specific to those that love him. I'm not talking about an image of God. I'm not talking about a theory about God. Not Ethiopian, Asian, uh, European, or any other view, but that which applies to the trichotomy of man, the body, soul, and spirit, as the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7, it says, Hear, O Israel, the church in the wilderness, O Israel. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So we know God is one, monotheistic view. Israel had a monotheistic view, not a, not a trinity view, a monotheistic view. The fifth verse said, Ye shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. And with all your soul and all your strength. So that's what that's how we give to God. That's how we sacrifice to God. That's how when we come into service, as we have entered, that we come in with a praise and a worship unto God because we are giving our all unto Him, all of our all of our soul, and all of our strength is dedicated unto Him. Just like, thank you, Jesus. Just like, oh my God. Mm. Just like he has dedicated his word unto us and it will not return void. Because we dedicated our entire being unto him. And, and so, and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. And so we're all about the Lord. Now, that doesn't take away from relationship. It doesn't take away from your husband. It doesn't take away from wife. It doesn't take away from children. It doesn't take away from any of that. Because I, 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 was, I, was, I was spanking my um. My grandson on the court, we was playing some basketball for those that didn't know. Okay, so, and, um, and, and he was, and I, I mean, I was just popping off three-pointers all over the place. And I, and I told him, I said, see, you should have been at church today. So, <laughs> and so, you know, so it don't take away from your fun. It don't take away from none of that. Everything you do, everything I do, is going to fit into one of two categories. It's either going to fit in righteousness or unrighteous. It's either going to be considered holy or unholy. Well, you know what? I want it to fit in righteousness. I want it to be holy unto the Lord. What did he say? For my name's sake, I'm going to cause people, I'm going to cause my people Israel, the church, his elect, the saints of God, to live on you. In other words, you've heard the scripture, you heard people uh, maybe quoted say that, that you'll be a lender instead of a bar. Uh, you'll, you'll be uh, the, the head and not the tail. This is what God is talking about. But we have to position ourselves. Uh, you know, we have to take uh, the, 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 the discipline. We have to take the structure that God has, has placed here uh, by his word and follow it line upon line, precept upon precept, we have to pay attention to those things that we do not actually pay attention to. We don't always pay attention to everything. And so we miss out on some things. He said, they will possess you and ye will be their inheritance and you will never again deprive them of their children. The Lord is talking about Israel overcoming their situation now. See, they've gone through. They, they, they've been corrected by God. And the Lord is letting the enemy, those that said, aha, we've got you now. 
that no, you don't. What you did, they're going to overcome you. This is what the sovereign Lord is saying. Because some of you, uh, you devour the people and you deprive the nation of their children. See, they had Israel so messed up. You get so messed up following people, following what people want you to follow. You get met. Look, Mar I believe it's Marvin Sapp uh, sings a song and say, I would have lost my mind. That's not everybody's testimony and everybody should not be saying it. But uh, there are those that could have and would have lost their mind because they got involved in sin and what they thought they could handle, they found out it was a lot more to it. What they thought they could get away with was overwhelming. And those predators, uh, uh, those predators took advantage of them and messed their lives up. And it takes God to regulate the mind, to regulate the spirit, to get us back into the position, get us back into the ark of safety, get us back into the seat upon the throne that he has established for us to fit us back into the, 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 the crown of his of his. Uh, uh, the jewel of, of his crown it takes God to do that but the enemy would devour you and mess you up make you lose lose it you don't know if you coming or going he said therefore you will no longer deprive or make your make your this nation childless this is what God is saying I'm going to cause the church I'm going to cause the children of Israel to prosper. I'm going to cause them to bring forth. He says, no longer will I make you hear the taunts of the nation. Because see, people talk about you when you behind your back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Backsliders. The church ain't the only people in the church that, that you thought was your friend and stuff like that. Let me I'll just be plain and clear. You know, uh, oh, did you hear so-and-so backslid? And, you know, and it's a sad thing. But what about the people that that's taking advantage of you. They don't pray for you. They pray upon you. They're not there for you. They're there to get you and to get as much as they can from you. Now, if you live any length of time and you found yourself in a situation at times, you, you'll be able to raise your hand and say, I got used. Because that's not, you know, we might have gained but, you know, I found out a long time ago when I first got saved and I thank God for those that was praying for me and, and, and anointing me and, and, you know, and holding me up before the Lord because I had reached a state in my life that I thought I was just not, you know, could nothing take me down. And I began to get this feeling that there's somebody out there bigger and badder than I am. That feeling began to stay with me. And I realized that there is. It don't matter how bad you are, no matter how tough you are. I, 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 I'm trying to phrase this the right way. But, you know, I, I've seen brothers, let's put it that way. I've seen brothers go down, you know, that's pretty tough on the street. But when they found themselves behind bars, that was a different story. Because it was somebody that was a lot harder than them uh, at that moment. So it was a different, it's a different thing. But when God... The biggest and baddest of it is God. He's bigger and badder than all of us because his finger, people are delivered just by his finger. His eyelashes, you know, just, just does wonders. You know, uh, God has to strengthen the power just by speaking a word. Uh, he sends a word, you, you in service, and you come to get prayer and ask for a situation, and, and the word goes forth. Before you get in your car, before you've even left out of the sanctuary and, and started on your way home, the word has already gone forth and accomplished what needed to be done at the given time and the place appointed. The enemy took pleasure in the sins of Israel, just as he takes pleasure and it pleases the enemy when you rebel against God. They had it impact on their daily lives. Their family suffered. Their children suffered. They were taken from their mothers. Males were, were killed and enslaved. And, and needless to say, but I said anyway, women were raped. Women were enslaved. Women were killed. You know, 
All of this because of sin. Look and think about the mental and emotional and physical damage that sin causes. It causes a lot. For a moment, the Bible says for a moment of pleasure, man will miss out on eternal life. For a moment of pleasure. You got to stop and think, man, if I do this, you know, I, I, I could get away with it. I get away with it. But what is it costing you? And no, you'll never get away with it. Because the Bible said that that was none in the dark will come to the light. The Bible tells us that, we're, that we cannot get away with it. And so it does emotional, it does mental, it does physical damage to all of us when we get out the will of God. And this is what Israel was experiencing. Some of us have scars of sin. Mm -hmm. We sin, we have emotional scars. We got mental scars, we got physical scars because of the things that, that we did, like falling off a bike. You fall down, you scratch your leg up. You know, I fell off, um, it, it left a scar. I have a big, a big dollar size injury on my knee and it's a reminder of sin and shame. Others have uh, other different types of scars. But let me tell you something, and, and, and I hope you really get this. I hope you really get this. Uh, do, do you remember? Uh, if you've been following along, that the emerald, you know, when you look at an emerald, an emerald has different colors. But one of the most valuable, uh, the most priceless emerald is the one that has the green color to it, you know, like greenish topaz type color. And the thing that makes it that color is not that it's perfect but it's impure. The thing that caused it to have such a deep, rich color is because of the imperfections that exist within it. The thing that gives you an awesome praise that causes you to pour out of your belly, to cry out to God and to pray and to just lose it is because you realize that God has called you to be priceless even though there are flaws all through us. Now, I, I, I can't stay right there. I would love to, but, but I, I want you to take that. Just think about it. Just keep thinking about that. He said, for my name's sake, no longer will I make you hear the taunts of the nations and no longer will you suffer the scorn, thank you, Jesus, of the people or cause your car your nation to fall, declared the Lord. The same people that may have taunted you, the same people that may have taken, taken advantage of you, that when you change and you come into the divine will of God, you're able to pray for those people. You're able to share the divine will of God with what, hey, you have what they need. Again, the word of the Lord came to me again, 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 again. And the word of the Lord is not going to stop. The day that the word of the Lord stopped coming to you is a day that you need to be very concerned. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man. And I'm talking about scripture wise, standing word of God. I'm not talking about you hearing a voice always speaking to you. I'm talking about you being in the word of God, you being attentive, you being a worshiper, you being a praiser again and again. Son of man, when the people of Israel were living in their own land, they defiled it by their conduct and their actions. See, Israel caused this to come upon themselves. Their conduct was like a woman's monthly uncleanliness in my sight. It was detestable. Sin causes us to be, uh, it doesn't leave a sweet smelling savior in the, in the nostrils of our Lord and Savior. It, it causes us to be uh, more of a detestable thing to the abomination. So I poured out my wrath on them because they had shed uh, blood in the land and because they had defiled it with their idols. What they put something else before the Lord. If you have anything before the Lord right now, you need to move. You need to dismantle it. You need to take it down. Take it down. Take it out your mind. Take it down. Take it down. Put it to the side. Remember, even your, even your car, you, I don't care how new it is, it's still a bucket. It's a rust bucket as far as I'm concerned. Because eventually it's going to rust. Eventually it's going to break down. It don't need to be before the Lord. That don't make sense. 
It don't make sense to go out and buy something, ceramic, wood, metal, anything, and put it before the Lord and call it anything but what it is, a, a, a little statue that can't hear, can't see, can't do anything. But that's what Israel did. They put their homes before the Lord. Oh, my home is so great. I cannot go to service. Oh, they put their job before the Lord. I'm, I'm going in. I'm sick. Hey, y'all, I'm here. I don't feel well, but I'm here. I press my way. But not for the Lord. He said, I dispersed them among the nations because they did stuff like that. And they were scattered through the countries. I judged them according to their conduct and their actions. And wherever they went among the nations, they profaned my holy name. For it was said of them, these are the Lord's people. And yet they had no. These are God's people. And they're with us captive. These are God's people and they acting like this. I thought they were serving sovereign God. I thought that they, they didn't serve idols. I thought they didn't do that. I didn't know they acted that way. Oh, that's that, that's that modern group of people. But they were lost because of the Lord. Deuteronomy 28. I'm, I'm, I'm winding, I'm doing my best to wind this down. Deuteronomy 28, 14. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I commanded this day. This is what Israel rebelled against. This is what they were fighting against. This is, and don't go to the right hand. Don't go to the left. Don't go after other gods to serve them. Like so many people today, uh -huh, in 2021, even this second day of March, felt the word of God was not modern enough. They felt it was antiquated, you know, it was out of date. Somebody asked me one time, when are you going to leave that old book alone? Never, because it's not old. It's not, it has not come to a climax yet. It has not come to an end until the church has been raptured up and judgment has been set and the books are open and the sheep are on the right and the goats are on the left. In spite of all the miracles, Israel desired the approval of handcrafted images, celebrities, and social media. They wanted the hits and likes of strangers instead of the hits and likes of sovereign God. I, he said, I had concern for my, whole, for my holy name. God is concerned about his name because, uh, first of all, his name is a strong tower. I believe that's in Jeremiah. His name is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and save if it's not in Jeremiah, uh, it's, someone let me know. But listen, um, the word of God says his name is a strong tower. So we could, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I have concern for my holy name, which the people of Israel profaned among the nations where they had gone. Profane means to treat without reference, disrespect, with mundane behavior, lack of interest or excitement, dull. Look, when you say, when you say Jesus, you ought to say it with a smile on your face. He ought to see a sparkle in your eye. He ought to see that little shine on your, your teeth. When you say Jesus, it ought, to, it ought to do something for him as much as it does for you. Instead of giving God a stereo praise and lifestyle, it was monotonous, unacceptable. You need to think twice. All of us have to think twice and don't do it. One day, my, my, my grandson asked me, he was doing a paper, and he asked me, he said, what advice would you give your younger self? And that was an easy question for me to answer because I immediately said, don't do it. I, I would tell my younger self, don't do it. Don't hang out. Don't act like an atomic dog. You don't need to chase the cat. And we, hey, the game is going to be the same. Players are going to come and go. What we do will bless or hurt us and those closest to us. The heat of the moment don't justify the action. And it's certainly going to have end. It's going to end with devastating results, just as Israel found out. Psalms 138, 1 and 2 says, I will praise thee with my whole heart before the, before the God 
I will sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward the holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. His name saves. But it also has been treated poorly by those he delivered. Let's not do that. Church, Cornerstone, whatever church you go to, don't do that. Don't treat the name of the Lord poorly. He said, for my name's sake, therefore, said to Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord said. It is not for your sake. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for my name because people are going to talk about what they see. They're going to talk about what they hear. Moses had this conversation with the Lord and he reminded him, he said, don't, don't mess, don't destroy Israel because they're acting like fools. And I'm paraphrasing it. Because they're going off doing all kind of crazy stuff that they should not be doing. Because the nations around is going to look and say, he brought them out of Egypt just to destroy them. And they're going to fear instead of joining in. It's not for your sake. The people of Israel that I'm going to do this thing, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned. And so listen, we don't profane the name of the Lord because we wear the name of the Lord. The whole family in heaven and earth has been named after him. And so because the whole family in heaven and earth has been named after him, then certainly why would you defame his name? Why would you mess up the name that, that is your name? Uh, Carl Henderson is my name, but listen, my name is attached to the name of Jesus. So when I hear and see something that's out of order, and I, we, we were at uh, the hat, and a young man was acting, just started to act unseemly. And I, and he, and I, can, I can tell that he was uh, also a member of a church. And, and I have prepped myself to, to intervene and say something because you're in public and you're acting a certain. We don't act that way. No, no, no. Get over it. Go in the bathrooms. Put some water on your face. Go outside. It's unnecessary. Because somebody, they're they not going to remember the good that they saw. They're going to remember the bad. They go, just like I'm talking about it right now because I remembered it. It was embarrassing. Let's not embarrass the Lord. Let's not profane the name of the Lord. Where you are, who you are, it don't matter. None of us should ever profane the name of Jesus. It's the sweetest name that, will, that you'll ever know. Bless you, Lord God. I pray and hope that something has been said that will bless you. I'm finished. And I'll be back on Thursday night talking about Acts of the Holy Ghost. Bless your name, Jesus. Our prayer is that something was said which encouraged your heart. If you have not dedicated or need to rededicate your life, this is the time. The Bible says, Acts 2, 36-38 Therefore, let all the house of Israel know, assuredly, that God hath made the same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 3 and 19, Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. If you have missed any of the messages, please visit connectingtruth.org or click God on demand to access the message archive. Be a blessing and share SNL inside the pages. We can be heard on iRadio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, the name of it. We hope to see you there or see you here. Until then, be blessed. Rest in the Lord.
song by our comments and those features are the respective properties of the artist and their Be blessed.